Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I'm so glad you're here. In this segment of the show, how much home can you truly afford? Now, this is not how much home will a lender let you buy. This is how much home you can truly afford. I get questions quite often from buyers who don't want to get overextended in buying a home. And you know what? I get it. Nobody wants to be house poor. So we're going to talk about that in this segment. Also, what's happening to the dream of home ownership? Are some people putting it on pause? And a little bit about new construction. Could it be that right now is the best time to buy new construction over any time in the last few years? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners Go from real estate novices to experts, so home buying and selling can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. And remember, we want to connect with you. Go to Go Gaddis Radio. It's so easy. G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, which we love for you to do. You can make comments. You can push back, share ideas. You can ask for your neighborhood, your specific neighborhood, where you live to be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We are available on every major podcasting platform. Can you imagine buying a home and realizing six months later that you couldn't actually afford the home and that you were having to make drastic cuts to your expenses to stay afloat? Wouldn't you be disgusted? Wouldn't you be appalled? Well, Martha in Canton wrote in saying, my husband and I are freaking out. We thought we had planned out our expenses this last year with buying our first home, but now we're realizing that we may have gotten in over our head. We've been making cuts where we can, but what do we do now? I remember Martha buying my first home back in uh, March of 1992. It was a $132,500 new construction home in Irmo, I-R-M-O, South Carolina, just northeast of Columbia near Lake Murray. My interest rate was 8.875%. I made halfway decent money. My payment was going to be a little under $1,200, including taxes and insurance. I think I paid 10% down, if I remember correctly, Martin Martha. And, and, and I'm not diminishing or discounting your situation. I just want you to know I kind of get the situation you're in. Well, when I left that closing... It never dawned on me how much, as a percentage of my income, I was spending. And I don't know what it was at the time, but let's just say it was probably 25% of my income, maybe a little bit more than that at the time. And I wish somebody had educated me on how much of my income I should spend on housing expenses, or even more, particularly, Martha, because sometimes it's not your housing expenses causing the problem. It's other payments, car payments, student loan payments, things like that. Now, how much will lenders allow you to have in monthly obligations as a percentage of your income? The answer is, in general, 50%. So if you made $5,000 a month before taxes, lenders would let you have $2,500 in outgoing monthly obligations payments, and they'd let you do that all day long. Now, does that mean that that's what you should do? Honestly, I think the answer to that question is no. I think when you buy a home and you commit to spending up to, or in addition to 25%, in excess of 25% of your monthly income on your housing-related your principal interest, taxes, and insurance, 
um, I think that you could very well wind up being house poor. Now, there are some exceptions, and in some cases, uh, and Martha, this could be the case for you, uh, your income is expected to rise over the years. One of the things that we know is the principal and interest payment on a home will not rise because, well, they, unless it's a, an adjustable rate mortgage. But if you have a 15 or a 30-year fixed rate, then the mortgage payment, the principal and interest is not going to rise over that 15 or 30-year period. Taxes and insurance can rise, so you have to have a little bit of room for that. So if you call a lender... And Martha, this could have been what happened to you if you call a lender. A lender is going to tell you how much you can qualify for. What is the limit of what you can qualify for? You might want to ask that same lender or friends how much you should spend regardless of how much you can qualify for. So to summarize, if you make $5,000 a month, then my philosophy is you should keep your Principal interest taxes and insurance around $1,250 a month. It doesn't mean that you have to follow my advice. It doesn't mean that I'm right. The reality is that I have always wanted to do things and be able to, to, to buy a few nice things that I want. Uh, we all work so hard, and in many cases, we're, we're stressed out about our daily lives, and I want to be able to live in a house that I like living in, and I want to be able to have the money to spend on other things as well. I think, and I listen to Dave Ramsey quite often on the radio, and I believe that his advice is to get a 15-year mortgage if you can and to keep your payment at no more than 25% of your monthly income. I think they're fine if you go up to a 30-year amortization. If you're going to stay in a home only six or seven or eight years, I think um, everybody agrees that it might make sense for you to get a an adjustable rate mortgage that's maybe fixed for seven or 10 years or something like that. But my advice to you, Martha, is um, if you have not done a monthly budget, my suggestion is for you to do a monthly budget. How much income do you bring in? How much taxes do you pay? How much do you have left over? And where does every single dollar go? Uh, I'm not saying that you spend too much money on things that are not important, but I do. And I imagine a lot of people listening to the radio right now are thinking, well, I do too. And so in many cases, we can kind of tighten our budget in other places, buy less Starbucks, go out to eat. I know I spend way too much money uh, going out to eat. I also spend probably too much money traveling. I don't think, Martha, I'm going to want to give that up, uh, but I probably spend too much money traveling. So, Martha, I wish I had some specific advice for you. If you'd like me to walk through and kind of review your situation with you, I'm happy to do that. I'm not a CPA. I'm not a financial expert. I, I know how to do math. And so I'm happy to work with you on that. You can reach out to me at 770-497-0000. My heart goes out to you, though, Martha. I know you and uh, I think you said your husband uh, bought a house, and I'm sure you were hoping that it would be smooth sailing and that everything would be just fine and dandy hunky-dory, and now you're stressed out about your budget. And so I hope you find some way to work through that. I will tell you, if it turns out that you can't afford the house, you're still in a market where home values are appreciating my guess is if you kept the house for a year or two, you probably would have enough appreciation to pay any expenses that might be related to selling the home. Got an article for you from Business Insider that says more Americans are putting dreams of home ownership on pause as fear and buyer's remorse sweep the real estate market. 
this is such an interesting thing. Inflation and interest rate hikes are driving up the cost of housing, as we know, and it's causing many would-be home buyers to put their home ownership dreams on pause. And I hate that. I love owning my own home. As buyers get cold feet, some of the nation's largest home builders are seeing their production volumes fall while their cancellation rates rise. So you got people who had new homes under contract that are canceling the purchases. The Pulte Group, based in Atlanta, Georgia, is one of many affected home builders' new net orders were down 23% from the same time period in 2021. The cancellation rate, listen to this, was up to 15% from just 7% a year ago. During Q2, the dollar value of its net orders decreased by 8% from 2021 to $3.9 billion. Ryan Marshall, who's the president and CEO of Pulte Group, says the quarter's downturn was caused by a reduced consumer sentiment. The uptick in cancellations has been significant, he says, over the last 30 to 60, 90 direct days. The leading driver is buyer's remorse. What is buyer's remorse? Well, in many cases, buyers felt like they had to uh, fight to get in and get this home. And so they agreed to whatever the builder requested. They probably didn't get an opportunity to do much negotiation. And I'll admit, if you just listen to the news or read the newspaper or, heaven forbid, see any videos on social media, there's a lot of sensationalism about the potential of a housing market bubble bursting. The reality is I just don't see how that can happen. We still have maybe two, two and a quarter months worth of inventory in Metro Atlanta. And until inventory gets out of whack, it's just not likely that we're going to have any type of market meltdown. Credit for buyers in the recent past has been strong, meaning you haven't been able to get a loan unless you were qualified to get that loan. And due to the recent recent run-up in home values, home buyers, home sellers, excuse me, have a ton of equity in their home. So I don't see us having a market bubble bursting, but I know buyers are looking for more signs of stability and predictability in the market. And uh, that would probably solve the situation. Some advice here based on this article is, hey, now might be a time that would make sense for you to go out and take a look at new homes. The truth is, is the price gap between a resale home and a new home has been closing each year for the last three or four years. And now new homes, believe it or not, are priced probably more closely in line with resale homes than at any time in the recent past. So the truth is there are lots of home buyers. D.R. Horton, by the way, is the largest builder by production volume, is facing a similar problem. It ended a third quarter with 56,400 homes in inventory, up 19% from 2021. Nearly a quarter of its contracts fell through in the three months ending in June. The cancellation rate for them is 24%, and that increased by seven points from a year ago. But think about that. That means it was already 17% in 2021. So the reality is this uh, buyer's remorse is not necessarily new. More Americans are putting the dreams of home ownership on pause as fear and buyer's remorse sweep in, but it doesn't mean that that fear or the buyer's remorse is justified. If you are looking to sell your home any time in the next three to six months, give us a call at 770-497-0000. We think we can sell your house for $28,000 more than your neighbor. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan, 25 offices throughout Metro Atlanta, 770-497-1880. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, Liberty Estates in Brazelton, also an enormous subdivision plan south of Atlanta, and I mean enormous. Radon gas, what is it, and is it present in Georgia? We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back. 